rolling out the courthouse. Friday night, X got the kids, and that's all right. Corner store, a sixer, tequila and a lime, gonna kick my feet up, keys on twine. Hey, single dads, welcome back to Keys on Twine. I am your host, Pope Calhoun, and today I am joined, as always, by the man who's bang up to the elephant, the good captain. You say bang up to the elephant? Yep, it's a Victorian compliment. Okay, alright, um, define bang up to the elephant. Apparently, uh, elephants, real rare back then. Some I people, Some people hunted them for sport, but they were universally thought of as intelligent and thoughtful. So you're right up there with the elephant. Oh, that's saying so like less, I'm less intelligent than a human being, but as intelligent as an elephant. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's the direction I was going with. You know what? I I would venture to say elephants were obviously less common because like the the lack of zoos, I suppose. No, I bet there's been so much poaching. I bet they were just, they were just rampant back then. I'm thinking that they were very prevalent in Africa. Put it this way. Yeah. Yes. But humans made a rifle just for them. You know, they did. There were so many elephants to shoot that they had elephant rifles. Correct. That's exciting. You know what's funny about elephants? What's funny about elephants? Those peanuts, right? They always say elephants are eating peanuts. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen an elephant eat a goddamn peanut. They're it, small. They're tiny. And elephants are giant. How the hell are you supposed to even know what peanuts are around? Do they even grow in the same area? Like, when I'm learning about peanuts in school, I'm learning about, like, Georgia. George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver. Like, it's like, you know... It's a hot climate for sure, but I don't I don't know if they're growing in like the you know, African savanna. There's just wild peanuts out there. Well, if you think about like th- the Thai food, so okay. Thai food, yeah. There's definitely Asian elephants, Asian elephants, right? So there's peanuts in Thai food. I think there's peanuts in Vietnamese food. So again, back to Asian elephants. I don't know about African peanuts. Yeah, they never taught me. Never taught me that in school. When you when you would go to like did you ever go to the circus growing Legu- up? Legume agriculture of Africa. Did not. What? I didn't take legume agriculture of Africa. No, I was saying, like did you have you ever did you ever go to a circus growing up? I did. I know I went to like a Ringling Brothers. Uh, they stopped in Chicago. I went, you know if, went with one of the neighborhood families. I was gonna say if you were there, I was probably there. You were not. Well, I'm glad you weren't there. But the same one with me. Well, what was yours like? Well, there was clowns, certainly. Yeah. Then there was uh, no tigers. This was a zero tiger circus. Really? Kind of a pain in the ass. Because everyone, everyone wants to see a tiger, like, get up and eat with someone. Maybe get whipped. Something like that. Okay. But there was an elephant. I do remember. Yeah. yeah. Did they uh, let the children go down at the end of the show and ride on the back of the elephant? Yikes. I do not remember that. They did that for us. L- behind you, there's a poster. Yeah. About the Muncie Circus, Muncie, Indiana. And what does it say on there about the elephants? Pony rides. Okay. Literally next to the elephants, it says pony rides. No, what does it say? It says, doesn't it say last time to see performing elephants? 
Yeah, what do you think the context for that is? I think the context for that is they're very shortly, the state of Indiana was, well, either one, they're going to put down the elephant, <laughs> or two, the state of Indiana was going to make performing performing elephants illegal. This is your last show, Ling Ling. All right, listen here, Ling Ling. <laughs> Got to put you down, see? <laughs> Go- <laughs> Governor Pence finally said that we need to... Put down all these damn and elephants. He, said he that, says it's he inhumane. Says, in, in, it's inhumane. They're too damn smart to be out here performing. So we got no choice. We can't let you. We can't let you live into your. You live to your eighty-five years old. You're an elephant, damn sake. I'm gonna, gonna have to put you down, Ling Ling. I remember the story of my grandfather procuring you. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a damn shame. I know he plucked you out of that. Uh, wouldn't it be really sad if they plucked him out of like a um like an even worse circus and he's had such a good life at this circus and then governor pence says put him down i mean if anyone knows about how terrible the security at indiana zoos are it's you and me you know what we did break into a zoo that one time. yeah dude on accident did we talk about that on the show i don't think so we might have been in like an early episode but it's been a while <sighs> i don't know like I, I feel like we've talked about it, but it is a really good story just do a refresher so dad like, he had some vacation days he needed to burn from work. And I remember thinking, like, if we don't have a vacation go on, why is dad burning vacation days? Fast forward however many years, like, as a working adult now, yeah, sometimes you just got to burn some vacation. No, and we're like, touring colleges. We, we were... Was it? Yeah, we were driving around Indiana to different U? Big Ten colleges. I wanted to say he just had to burn vacation days and, like, it ended up being like, well, let's just go to Indianapolis. No, dude, we uh we were at... Um, uh, you Bloomington? Yeah, we were at Bloomington okay. and then we were, like, driving past Indianapolis and he's like, let's stop in there for, like, a couple hours. So we stopped in Indianapolis. I think we saw a movie. We saw Nick Cage... Um, Knowing. Knowing. There's yeah. Nick Cage movie Remember the mall with the restoration station? Yes. It was literally just like a like a store in the mall that was just couches. Yeah, and like you just go in there and like if you're having a bad mall time, like you just like take a nap or something. Like, like if you're in Dutch with the wife and you just need to get out of the house for a couple hours. Yeah, the wife wants to go to like Bed Bath and Beyond and like look at like hand soap and you're just not feeling it, so you as the husband just go to the restoration station, you, and just, you can like, just read men's help. Papa squat. So Pope and I being real bad kids, dad was at the restoration station, like sending emails on his Blackberry or whatever. And we just started cutting out all the faces of all the people in the magazines. Yeah. We just like literally, we had like a little pocket knife and we just cut out all, just the faces of the people in the magazines. So anybody who would open up these magazines, all the human faces are gone. Yeah. And I think we took all the faces and we stuffed them into the, like the final magazine. Yeah. Or no, like no, no. We, we folded them up in a paper and we put them in the, the like the trash can, the communal trash can. <laughs> so there was just like a folded up envelope heads. of like a makeshift envelope of faces. But also we're in the restoration station and uh, you had like one of those sweet um, like Sony Ericsson's or something. <laughs> Do you remember this? No, I'm talking about like when we did the Bluetooth search. Yeah, so so you did a Bluetooth search, and this is how I found out about Bluetooth. Captain had like one of those sweet like slide-up phones. It didn't have the full keyboard, but it's like slid up, and then you can see the number pad. And so he slides it up, and he starts like going through. or something. No, not even that yet. You had just the, it was just like the skinny black slider phone before you got the full keyboard envy. Okay. Anyways, so you're, you go onto the Bluetooth and you turn on your Bluetooth and you do like a scan and it says like nearby devices and it's like Big Tony's like, Big Tony's phone or something. This is, this is kind of fun. I think we should take the actual name of what it was. What was it? It was Black Larry. Oh yeah. And that's so 
So Pope and I are sitting there, Dan's sending emails on his Blackberry, and I just like find like this Bluetooth search. It says it says the only other Bluetooth device in the area is Black Larry. And, and there's only one other guy one in one other guy <laughs> in the <laughs> restoration station, and it was a large African American <laughs> man. Like I'm like, I go to Pope, I'm like, I think that's Black Larry. <laughs> Oh man! Was and then I remember you were just gonna mind? airdrop him a photo of himself. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Fuck. Oh man. Oh man, that was good. Fuck yeah, dude! I thought <laughs> I thought you were gonna just send Black Larry a photo of himself like, from across the room, and just drop it as we're leaving. <laughs> oh man, it's fucking good. Oh, I did not. But anyways, uh, so, so you remember where we had lunch after that? Hooters. Hooters. Yeah. That was a good little trip. So, we went up in that tower? Uh, yes, we did go to the War Memorial Tower um, in downtown Indianapolis, but that was after Hooters. So, anyways, Dad, Pope, Captain, go to Hooters, and we're sitting down. And I remember the Hooters waitress, like, you know, right, regular gal. But I remember there was a dude who was sitting at like, the table across from us who was clearly like a Hooters regular. Yeah. Like an old, like, dirty man. Like, old, dirty man. And I remember him... I don't want to say, like, getting handsy with the Hooters girls or whatever, but he was, like, he was always, like, calling them over and, like, trying to talk to them and stuff like that. I remember our dad's, like, hey, like, are you okay, like, talking to that guy? And she's, like, oh, no, this this other guy's in here, like, every every day. Jeez, I don't remember this. So I'm just saying there are predatory gentlemen at Hooters. Apparently. Well, didn't Hooters just go under? Did they? Yeah, I think they. Let me double check that before I start putting that out there. The death of, the death of Hootie? Hootie the Owl, I think, is their mascot. Hooters of America has been sold. That was last year. Hooters is closing restaurants. Um, it doesn't look like they went out of business, but... You can see if Hooters Indianapolis is still around. We can give them a call. See if that guy's still there. You just, yeah, wanna, a... you just wanna call him right now and see if they got any special I stuff. I remember Hooters. Got it. We got Georgia Street. Um, East 82nd. And U.S. Highway 31. So I'm going to guess so there's it's three, probably Georgia. three Hooters in Indianapolis? Yeah. The first one's like in the heart of Indy, so it's got to be that one. But anyways, sat down, had some wings. Went to the War Memorial thing. War Memorial Then we started tower. walking past. There was like a NCAA building or like an ESPN building. Like down yes. in like a little... It was an ESPN zone or something. Yeah, like that's that. what it was. And then um, right next to that was like a vestibule for renting bicycles. And Dad's like... There's, like, a big park in downtown Indianapolis, and they, they tried hard. They tried hard to make it nice, and they tried... There's, like, a canal, like, a river walk, some shit. There's not really supposed to be a river there, but I think they just man-made one, something. They tried hard, but it's really... It's not great. I remember it being pretty cool, but, um... We end up just renting a tandem bicycle, and it's the only time I've ever been on a tandem bicycle. I think... Dad was, like, still sending emails on his BlackBerry, like, you know, like, on his day off or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that you and I got, we were like, Dad, can we rent a tandem bicycle? He's like, yeah. So then me and you, I think we tried with you up front steering, and it didn't go super high because I was, like, much heavier than you. Right. I was kind of, like, throwing us off. Yeah. And then um, we got it figured out with me steering and then you just helping pedal in the back. So, what do you remember about where we went on the tandem bicycle? So, I mean, I just googled the location of the two, the two points. So, there's the ESPN zone, right by the Indiana State Museum. 
It's in some place called Mile Square. And then anyways, so we just start booking it. We're real bad at turning because like you were throwing your weight around real real bad and you like lean into them we, turns on the tandem. It bike. was so difficult because you gotta take big wide turns like you're driving a semi truck. But Captain's over here just like hooking sharp lefts and rights. So we eventually and we keep falling off and like having to reset it up and then start going again. So then we just kind of they should really go rent straight. your helmets. They should we rent j- your helmets with the tandem bike. Yeah, I don't know if we had to sign liability waivers or anything. It's, I was not old enough to sign one of those, so I don't know. Dad just like... Quick John yeah, Hancock. Get, get quick sign, like, yeah. give me some time for some emails. Um, and so anyways, we just we just get on one sidewalk and we just start shooting straight. And if you're looking at this, it's uh, heading due east from Mile Square Park. And then you pass, like, a river, and we went over, like, a little bridge, and then all of a sudden, you're, like, seeing animals, like, in cages, and you're like, oh, by golly, we're in the Indianapolis Zoo! It's right there, and we're seeing penguins and all sorts of stuff, and then we just walk the bicycle down a fleet, like, a couple flights of stairs, and then there's just a turnstile that's just open. Mm-hmm. No one around. Well, it was the exit turnstile. That's the key. Yeah. The exit turnstile. And so we just took the bike in. Yeah. We took that tandem bike through the exit into the Indianapolis Zoo. And we're just riding past, like, penguins and... Uh, uh, meerkats. Yeah. Uh, Timon. Pumbaa was there. The whole squad. I think that we saw probably a crocodile. I mean, if it was and in a Pixar like- movie, it was at this zoo. And it was like 5 p.m. I think we should make a mention of this. The, the zoo was closed. Yeah. We rode into the Indianapolis Zoo with the zoo closed through the exit. And we're cruising around on a tandem bike. Meanwhile, you got like the alpacas and like the, um, you know, I guess uh, antelopes of the world freaking out. They've never seen a tandem bike. Yeah, just Shit, a bunch they- of... Just I've never seen a bicycle before. Just a bunch of pachyderms in the middle of downtown Indianapolis. Yeah, and they're just like, here they are seeing the two coolest dudes in the world on a tandem bicycle just cruising by the hippo pen. Right. Yeah. And that's probably where they got Ling Ling from for the... Uh, to put her down? Yeah, the Muncie Circus. Um. So I remember, though, like, we were cruising around for, like, a while inside the Indianapolis Zoo. I think like we passed it like an employee. We and did. we were like, and he like is this adult day. He just sees like two toddlers on a on a you know tandem bicycle like whizzing past him. Two teenagers, but yeah, for sure. In a in a close, I looked like a little boy, but uh, in a, like the closed zoo, and he's just like kind of like sweeping up trash or whatever. And then he like looks at us, and we're just cruising around, and we're, like booking it. And you're like on your left, <laughs> on your left. <laughs> Um, I remember after that though, like we kind of had to make like an escape. I remember we had to find a different yeah, stair step to we go down and get out to to leave the zoo. Yeah, because we did not remember how we got in, and we couldn't make sharp turns, so we were just trying to stay like beeline. I I don't think we were actively chased out of the zoo. No, because it was just empty. But it's just kind of a testament to how poor the security is there. Yeah. Poor zoo well, we didn't even realize we were getting into the zoo. If we wanted to steal a meerkat, I could have put one in the backpack. Absolutely. Put his ass right in there. Yeah, I mean, he was curious about the bike. Like, yeah. you could have got him real quick. I, all I had to do is, like, maybe have, like, a jar of peanut butter and then open backpack, and I could have had us a meerkat. Yeah, if you had a couple leftover Hooters wings, we would have had a new pet. For sure. But like, Especially, like, like not even, like, medium wings. Yeah. Yeah, not mild. But most, uh, most people aren't leaving with leftovers from Hooters. That's true. You got to put them down. Just like Ling Ling. 
That's a good one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, a good one. Dude. Um <laughs> so was this actually the topic that you had for us today? Uh, no, I don't even know how we got into that one. Um the one uh, I I got plenty of topics for today. But uh, one thing I wanted to um, retouch on, in the last episode, I started telling a story about how Arnold Schwarzenegger is the reason for the consumer model of the Hummer. Yeah. And we originally got into that conversation because we were talking about renewable resources and the ozone layer. And, uh, like, early 2000s environmentalism. Well, the the ending to the Hummer story, I didn't get to it, but when they roll out the H2, and he's the governor of California... He like the did governator. A, yeah, the governor. He did like another press junket with GM, like mm-hmm. a big publicity stunt where they gave him an H2 that ran on hydrogen and then they opened up a hydrogen refueling station in the state of California. Cuz GM was like we're interested in like new fuel sources other than fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, that's like the only hydrogen-fueled car, definitely the only hydrogen-fueled Hummer ever created. So I think that before this, I think he actually converted his Hummer to run on propane before when he had the Hummer H1 or whatever. Interesting. Before before GM gave him a new car. It wasn't ethanol like, or anything? It was propane? I think it was propane. What Sweet lady I've propane. I've never heard of a propane car. Sweet burning... Blue Rhino, Blue Pope. Rhino propane. Yeah, um, I stop at Osco and pick up some. Uh, I wanted to say that fuel. they somehow converted it to run on propane, unless it was like a diesel propane mixture. I don't really, I really don't know. Then this hydrogen car, there's a conspiracy behind it because that it never existed. No, so basically the technology to build a hydrogen car, like to actually make an engine run on hydrogen, and then also to replace all the gas pumps in the world or 10 percent of the gas pumps in the world with like some kind of hydrogen pellet dispenser or the hell it is it's like we're still years off from it or something no it's like these these like an entry-level hydrogen car would be like 60 grand yeah for like like a honda civic i mean like hydrogen an entry-level hummer was 60 grand but what i'm saying is like the, the reason GM's like, yeah, we're going to pursue hydrogen, you know, because they're like, well, it's actually better than an electric car because hydrogen's the most abundant element on Earth or whatever. Actually, but it's because it's, it's basically saying that we're going to invest in this thing that's never going to be feasible. So that when people are like, well, GM, why aren't you making electric cars anymore? Well, GM, why aren't you looking at hybrids? Like, well, we're, we do have a great hydrogen program right that we're working but it's so infeasible that it would never come to fruition so they could just focus on gas cars actually when they had a viable car that uh saturn ev1 or whatever the hell it was and they killed that thing yeah and they killed that thing but man tom if tom hanks had his way that thing would still be out there um you ever see that doc yeah killing the electric who killed the electric car the electric car it was very good but i know it came out like Long time ago, we like we, we watched in it in high like school. A, yeah, we watched it in, in an environmental science course. Um, but I mean, now we got more electric cars in the world than you can shake a stick at. Right, yeah. and that's how we got on that topic originally. You were talking about mm-hmm. um the stuff Elon's doing, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to complete that story because I just think it's wild that they did that. Uh, 
And uh, I went back and read the press release just to, like, make sure I had the story right. And apparently there was a hydrogen shortage at the time. And I'm like, why, why is GM investing any money into hydrogen-fueled cars and hydrogen refilling stations during a hydrogen shortage? If they can ever crack the nut on it, like, if they can ever crack the nut on it and make it viable, it is the most abundant, like, element on Earth, I think. Isn't it hydrogen? Because... H2O, I just always, hydrogen's the most abundant element on Earth. It's also in the air, too. Um, but what I have always thought would be a great way for us to lower emissions and create more um, renewable energy-reliant vehicles is to use magnets to power cars, specifically electromagnets. You talking about, like, uh, the maglev trains and the Hyperloop and all that kind of I stuff? I actually don't have any familiarity with those, but in my head, like, I've always just been like, well, polarity is just, like, a power that doesn't need fuel. Isn't that a always sunny in Philadelphia thing? Is Where it? Asking, Charlie, what are your hobbies? He's like, magnets? And they're like, what? Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. I just really like magnets. Yeah, collecting them. And he's like, no, just magnets. <laughs> But, uh, that's a good bet. But, uh, like, I've always just thought, like, if you put, like, you know, like-sided poles yeah. of magnets together, they push against each other. Mm-hmm. So if your your motor was two like-sided poles of a magnet, it would push itself forward. Okay. And if you only allowed those magnets to have their magnetism through electricity, mm-hmm. electromagnets, you could turn on and off. Like, the pedal would be giving electricity to the magnets to propel it forward more and more and more. I, it would be interesting to see if that was more or less energy than the electric motor to power an electric car. Probably. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just something I, like, had an I- idea about a long time ago, and it's always just been in the back of my head. And I'm like, Dude, call GM tomorrow. I'd be like, hey, got a big picture idea hey, for got you. Got a big idea? Magnets. Magnets. And, and they're just like, leave it at what? That. And then just I'm just like, like that. I'm like, you boys are doing it all wrong. Been doing it wrong for fucking years. Two syllables for you. Mag. Nets. And then hang up. Um, and, well, you gotta leave them your number. You can call back. Nope. I think you should call, like, I'm guessing they got a color ID, and I think it's a lot more, um, like, powerful and making a statement if I, if I just click. Call Dial the receptionist, tone. like, every day and just try to get a meeting. What if I, you know how, like, when you hang up a phone, it just ends you don't hear dial tone anymore because you're not like on a voicemail so maybe i play some dial tone like i play a click and dial tone into the the voicemail so it sounds more like well this guy fucking means it Hmm. like that yeah nice that'd be sick i miss that noise i guess it's not really a thing no it just goes boop 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 like you call fails someone hangs up boop 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 She's got to bring back landline songs. Dude, we don't even have fucking cool ringtones anymore. Everyone's just got the same ringtone. Remember, like, how, like, defining it was to have a fucking ringtone? People were paying for ringtones. I mean, once I got a Motorola Razor and I could record stuff and then just use that recording. I was a game yeah, I was just bootlegging Stacy's mom and, like, the Pokemon theme song. And I'm like, yeah, it's my fucking ringtone. Dude. I'm really glad that you had both Stacy's mom and Pokemon. Yeah. It was huge. Well, I'm just saying, both. Was, was Stacey Mom, was it Bowling for Soup? No, Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne. R.I.P. Or was Fountains of Wayne um, the uh, 1985? No, that's Bowling for Soup. Okay. Those guys are real mixed up in your brain. 
get real mixed up. It's like uh, Men at Work and Men in Hats. Always get those mixed up. Who's Men at Hats? What Men in Hats is a safety dance, I think. Is it? Men da- Land Down Under, I think, is Men at Work. That is Men at Work, yeah. And then I think Men in Hats is the safety dance. I remember I was and in... And they're both like Australian bands about men doing things. I remember I was in chemistry class. Bringing all this full circle. Chemistry, hydrogen. We're like doing a study for a test. Magnets. Magnets. Get some fucking magnets Boom. in there, dude. And then uh, my teacher put on the safety dance song and was like, if anyone can name this song, I will give you five points of extra credit on your test. We're taking the test in class. Mm-hmm. This is the dawn of Shazam. He didn't know about what is it. This song? I just fucking slid my iPod touch outside of my pocket, pressed it, and I think, yeah, it was like men in hats, <laughs> safety <laughs> dance. <laughs> And he turned it off before they started spelling the name of the song. <laughs> but, yeah. And then I got five points extra credit on my test. He's like, how do you know this? I was and like, my parents are... love that band. <laughs> my parents love that one hit wonder from Australia. That's all they was. listen to is that uh, song. I tell you what, every Saturday morning, dad's making breakfast and it's the safety dance. It's yeah. Time. Yeah. <laughs> and now look where you wound up, dude. Living in Marquette, Michigan. Safest guy I know nowadays maybe you are you were the safest guy now you used to be live a real dangerous life dangerous times call for dangerous lives pretty reckless and i remember looking at you like saying like that dude is reckless over there yeah that dude is reckless. not much of a tattoo guy but i am a big scar guy yeah it's true like not scarification but like um unintentional scars yeah i could get into scarification maybe get like an autopsy y on my my chest that'd be kind of sweet some zips um, so that was one of the things you wanted to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger's Hummer. Yeah. Humvee. Yeah. And then completely unrelated, unless you, you got some banger topics or you just want I me do. to keep firing them off. So I've got this topic I think we could cover. I think it's gonna be kind of sweet. So I want to call it the glory days segment. Okay. So I'd like to take some time where we talk, uh, about our former childhood sports teammates who are either terrible or studs. And we just give shout outs to them. So like first one I want to give a shout out to is on my like uh childhood boys baseball team. We were maybe in like sixth grade, maybe okay. fifth grade, something like this. And this guy's dad was the pitching coach. This kid's name was Brent. And okay. Brent's dad was the pitching coach. And Brent's dad was making him throw curveballs. Well, the problem is when you're telling a sixth grader to throw curveballs. His muscles and his tendons and shin are fully developed yet. So this kid literally threw out his arm and his elbow and like his wrist and like I think he had to have surgery. Like come seventh grade. What's that one surgery for pitchers? Tommy Johnson surgery. Did he get Tommy John? I think he had Tommy Johnson or Tommy Tommy John surgery or whatever he like as a seventh grader. That looks good on a baseball resume. They're like, this kid's throwing heat. Oh, this kid's, he's already had his (laughs) tendons repaired in seventh grade, so you know he's going to be. Also, he'd probably seen like that uh, that movie, that 90s movie, Rookie of the Year, and he's like going into the surgery. He's like, I'm going to be an even better pitcher. And then he like wakes up from the anesthesia, tries throwing a ball for the first time, and his just arm is shot for the rest of his life. The thing is, this kid, he's very skilled. Like, he was a great pitcher, like, you know, like 
two-seam fastball, four-seam fastball, changeup, whatever. Like, the stuff you should be throwing. Yeah, because it sounds like Brent, Brent's grade. dad had him in the backyard all day throwing he out a net. Yeah. And I swear to God, Brent's dad's name was, like, Boyd or something like that. He's like, God damn it, Brent. Like, you got to be snapping that curveball out there. And it's, like, all this kind of stuff. And his dad had, like, a weird southern accent. That's why I'm doing that. And I just remember thinking, like, I talked to Dad. I'm like, Dad, I think Brent's dad's having to throw curveballs. And Dad's like, ooh, he's probably a little young for that. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a little young for that. Next thing you know, we're winning games. These balls, good, you know, two two feet of drop on them. Yeah. Which is, that's going to really screw the strike zone. Yeah, this guy's fucking maniac McGee out there. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he never played high school baseball because of that surgery he had to get. So, Kia. But he was getting looks. He was getting, like, D3 looks in 8th grade. Yeah. Shout out, Brent. I'm sorry your dad, Boyd, had you throw your arm out. You could have been something special had we just waited off a little bit. Hey, you're still special. Um, All right. What you got, Pope? I just want to say, it seems like most of the, the, the dudes you played baseball with had the same dad. Yeah. <laughs> and my experience with baseball was completely different. Everyone was like, yeah, the team. Oh, I'm bringing the oranges to the next game. The muck dogs, Oh, uh, who's dude. got Capri Suns? I remember you were on the muck dogs. Yeah, I was okay, super so jealous. That was a great team name. Batavia muck dogs, dude. Let's go muck dogs. Yeah, so that's that. when you read off this topic idea, that was the first um, thing that came to me. And you said <laughs> that there, it's just like anybody or it had to be like the no, star t- athlete talk about like the people i i have a list of people i want to talk about but like talk about like people who made an impression on you be a great ball player shitty ball player great attitude shitty attitude just people who made an impression on you hell yeah so mock dogs adam adam okay. yeah okay this kid He's like showing up late to practice. Yeah. Swearing like a sailor. Ooh. This is like fifth grade. I'm like, this dude's a bad boy, right? This guy is Can like kind of play- hardcore. He like spits like like at the other team and stuff. Like this guy's kind of like badass for like a fifth grader. But he's like spitting at the other team. He uh He's got, like, the longest pre-bat ritual. I'm talking sign of the cross, kiss to God, like, maybe a teardrop. I don't know. This guy's, like, throwing batting signals before he even gets to the plate. Is this kid, like, is he dipping, like, in fifth grade? He He might as well have been just, like, throwing dirt chaws in his mouth and just, like, spitting. He's a fucking... Like, I'm like, this guy... I don't want to mess with this guy. He shows up to practice with a dirty uniform. Sometimes he bikes to practice, and he lives, like, across town. I'm like, this guy's mobile. This guy? This guy's, like, like six miles to be here. so he goes to a different school than me right i kind of lose touch with him uh after a couple years and then uh i'm in high school sophomore in high school and sure enough adam like adds me on facebook and i realize he knocked up the girl who lived behind us in our neighborhood wait a minute yeah there was a girl who got pregnant my sophomore year of high school and adam was the dad are you talking about the girl i'm thinking about yeah that is so nice yeah you think they're like a good christian family they're actually still together oh my god that's beautiful yeah he's like an electrician now do you think that but like there were definitely some tough times in like junior year when like they're you know Oh, they can't go to homecoming because they got like uh, you can't find a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, because all the babysitters are at homecoming. Yeah, that's a big problem with homecoming. I would think like shit. <laughs> it's homecoming week, and you're like, 
oh yeah how about that nice that nice sophomore girl um like who lives next door do you think she could watch the kid and they're like oh you know what i'll text her i'll text her. she goes no i'm going to homecoming like well shit i guess we can't go to homecoming now yeah but um yeah shout out to adam for like teaching me a lot of curse words and also just like doing right by the girl who lived uh, behind us growing up doing right by her i think so i think they're still together he got after it too you know what yeah, I mean? yeah he's fertile fertile potent dude yeah adam young and fertile <laughs> he's definitely uh yeah definitely definitely peaked oh good for him man he's an electrician now he's making i think he's actually yeah combined. i think he's yeah. i think he's actually making pretty good money now yeah dude's because like, like when you drop out of high school you better off you're better off just going into like a trade that like your dad or your uncle's already doing you're better off just going to a trade as soon as you can I think. yeah for as sure as soon as the because uh they're not gonna be able to automate that kind of stuff no 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 robots gonna be able to fix figure out plumbing issues yeah no one no robots installing a double vanity in someone's uh duplex exactly soon. yeah yeah can you imagine like the the, the whoopsie uh like just giving a robot a cock gun and telling it to run wild you, giving a robot just like a sledgehammer and saying i need you to put some holes in this wall yeah. so we can Run new tubes just like for a this pneumat- dual shower head thing. I yeah, got just going. a pneumatic arm, like overturning a pipe wrench and just like break- <laughs> <laughs> break- break- breaking off. Yeah. Warning! Warning! <laughs> <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> just water. <laughs> Lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. You're just- <laughs> welcome. Just water spewing out of the fucking thing. It, what? A uh, beautiful wife and I had a plumber come out to the house when we lived in Fort Wayne, and it was just a leaky pipe. That's all it was. It was a leaky pipe that actually, uh, the builders had shot a nail through the PVC pipe, like on lunch break or something. No, this is they're like just when, like when got, they, built they the get house. out the nail it gun. A, it was, it was nail gun. It's <laughs> like they're just uh, on break nail and they're just, nail gun, and they're just like, oh shit, you got the pipe. Um, so this is like when they built the house and it was like a nail that got shot through the PVC and it was like in there so thoroughly, let's say it was like such a minor leak. We never noticed it until eventually the water corroded the nail that it like fell out. Oh, like, wow. so then it started leaking really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyways, we had plumbers come out to our house through there an hour and a half, $300 bill to yeah. literally cut out a section of pipe and put in like this. I don't want to call it like rubber section or whatever, but basically they just swapped out like four inches of pipe or something like that. That's all it was. Dude, I'd love to like get a plumber $300 on $300 hour and a half. That's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Good for them. I can't think of it. Like that lawyers don't even make that much. I'm telling you, all you had to do is you had to knock up the girl who lived behind your house in high school. And next thing you know, you're making $300 in an hour and a half. Yeah. Genius. That's, that's when you get some some reality check and some expectations mm-hmm. but um uh, dude i'd love to have like a plumber on the podcast and just yeah. like interview him because imagine Turn like the, the no pun shit. intended yeah no the pun intended don't shit. imagine the shit that guy's seen like, look what's the weirdest thing you've pulled out of a toilet and he's just gonna be like an anaconda hairball hairball yeah just so like, i think just like uh like a live beaver or something dude it'll probably yeah it'd probably be like some kind of animal right yeah just like mummified yeah, mummified beaver. Then pulled them out. Yeah. I feel like I know some plumbers up this way. They'd be fucking rad. Yeah. Let's just start getting tradesmen on here. Yeah. Dude. Asking about the trades. What's the biggest wall you've ever built? And he's yeah. just like, ding. 
He just like spits. Like, yeah, let's get a spittoon and just get the fuck fucking yeah. boys in here, dude. Just get the boys in here. We'll call it like Trade Tuesdays or something. We'll do start doing trade tradesmen. Yeah, tradesmen Tuesdays. Tradesmen Tuesdays. We I start talking to guys about like what's the biggest callus you've ever had, and then just be like, I still got a size of a golf ball. Right I've had an open sore for thirteen years. Yeah, and we're just like touching his sore and stuff. Yeah. He's probably yeah. He's probably he's, he's probably, probably not gloving like, up. This guy's not gloving no, up. No, he's still got that sore. No, he's not seen it all. He's not afraid. Um, hell yeah, dude! Just like some fucking welders. So we talked about Adam. Yeah, I want to give another shout out. Oh, you're going uh, okay. We're just Yo, going we tit got, for tat. Yeah, we're going tit for tat. With I got a brainstorm. Out. Okay. All right, there's this kid named Cody, and this is when I was playing baseball, kind of in the inner city league. And um, some kids like they came from like broken homes, and other kids came from, like single parent households and shit like that. And it was like it was kind of a cool like tightly knit team in the sense that like um, everyone was there because they wanted to be there. I'm sorry, right? you said what's his name? This kid's name is Cody. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of someone else. Everyone was there because they wanted to be there, except for Cody. Okay, Cody was uh, ooh, I'm gonna say morbidly obese. What position? 11 year old morbidly obese uh they just really catcher no they didn't really have him play too many because he's a good catcher no it's just like we could fucking we're, take we're, he could stomach one. i think i think they put him in catcher sometimes and i think they put him at like first base other times i mean if he could pop if he could pop he up he could move gun fast. It. he couldn't move very fast he doesn't have to he's just gotta you know whoop Boop. No, but he would like. Saying, and then he can even move his arms I'm just around saying, fast if he, and shit. I've seen some big dudes be able to pop and hit second on a on like a uh, you know someone trying to steal steal a base. Okay. Anyways, are um, we being too this loud? Th- no, no. The reason I was just looking, I took some notes about all these kids that <laughs> I wanted to get out there. Okay. Um, his mom. So this is back in the day, like you and I growing up. Like if we got like Burger King or if we got McDonald's. It was like it was a big deal. Yeah. Like it was a big freaking deal. Like we're getting Burger King. Like, Mom's tired. Like, we're getting McDonald's yeah, tonight. Yeah. Mom's tired. She ain't cooking. <laughs> we're getting McDonald's oh, on the yeah. way home from baseball practice or whatever. It might happen like once a month. Yeah, we maybe. stressed her out. We're getting fast food. Yeah, stressed her ass out. Stressed her out. Wendy's ketchup only. <laughs> so like I mean it was like something that didn't happen often, right? Yeah, I remember Cody. Is Boy, we tried. To, Cody is coming to baseball practice, morbidly obese. Like, like doctors, if you would have seen a doctor, would have been like, "You need to get your son help." His yeah. mom was feeding him Burger King every day in the dugout. You know how that you can. And be- I'm talking about at practice, in the games, after practice. Like it was Burger King, like several times throughout the day. And I'm looking around. I'm like, "Am I the only one seeing that this mother is actively killing her child?" Yeah. You know how you can be, like, pre-diabetic? And we're, like, 11 or 12 or 13 or something on this team. Right. It's crazy. No, no. Oh, he was more than pre-diabetic. I'm saying this guy's post-diabetic. He's just He's not even diabetic anymore. Full-blown diabetic. It was just (laughs) not good. Post-diabetic. And I do remember, like, the coaches, because our our team was actually coached by some guys who were, like, um, maybe in their 20s. It was kind of cool. It was, like, three friends in their 20s were coaching, like, this little league team. You ever think about that? Um, like, doing it now. Yeah, like if there was like a lacrosse league up here, would you try? I don't have the time. Yeah, that's true. But if I had time. Yeah, I don't have time during weekdays. I'd be that coach who's only there for like one practice a week. Yeah. Can't be doing that. Um. Anyways, yeah, so Cody, uh, he's eating Burger King all the time. So anyways, kid can't get a hit to save his life. Really bad at pitcher. Isn't this like a tryout team? How's this kid on the team? 
So the league was tryouts, but basically every kid still made it on oh, the wait, team. Oh wait, was this the neighborhood league? This wasn't when you were playing travel ball. No, it was this was this was the Aurora Boys Baseball League. Uh, yeah, yeah, ponies. Um, so he's really bad at first base, really bad at catcher, outfield. Obviously, you hit it. The guy's just gonna get inside the park home run. Um, why's your coach putting him in? Cause he, I mean, you guys you that did, short man. No, I think it was like one of those like league rules that every kid had to play like at three least an innings. Inning. Yeah, three innings. At yeah. least an inning or something like well, that. Well, can't make that much of an impact. Put him at the, take him out of the batting lineup. I think and... they would either just put him at third base or first base because then someone just crank it and just you put someone really good in left field or right field. Yeah, this guy doesn't give a shit about getting in the game. He just wants a fucking new Simpsons uh, Burger but, King watch. But, but what I'm saying is, all right. So finally, this kid doesn't get a hit all season. It's the final game, and he's in there, and he's just like, you're saying like this Adam guy, he had like a really badass Yeah, like, this guy was like, thing. Adam, I remember, Adam looked like he came out of the Dominican Republic, yeah. the amount of like religious, you know, signage <laughs> he was doing before he came up. So Cody, I don't know if he just had a really good like, uh, like Mighty he was Kids a fu- meal, I don't know if he had a really good Mighty yeah. Kids meal or whatever, he's got a little extra swagger in the bat this day, and Cody gets a hit. And I'm not saying like, he makes, I'm not saying he crushes this ball, he makes contact and it's just like a little blip, like up the middle that goes between the shortstop and the third baseman. And this kid is chugging. He's trucking. Building like, up momentum. Momentum, speed, inertia, whatever you want to call it. Like he's bringing some mass to the when first, down the this, first baseline. When I'm picturing this guy, I don't think he's lacing up his cleats too too tight. I don't know if he this can. This guy just coming out he, of his cleats. Unless his mom tied his cleats for him, he can't get down there to tie his cleats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude gets a base hit. Woo! So he like it's like the the shortstop like he runs and like he's like fighting like the I don't know the left fielder for the ball or some shit like that and he just guns it like Cody this guy the shortstop's literally standing like in left field like yeah. fighting you know for this ball tries to throw Cody out Cody just makes it by like mere milliseconds and like the poor kid was like out of breath like I think they had to put a pinch runner on first base for him. But our dugout was going nuts because it was Cody's first hit, only hit, last game of the season, whatever. And like, I hope Cody's doing great in life, and maybe that was the inspiration he, I, yeah, inspiration needed. Dude, that's to turn like his a Rudy around. moment. Yeah, I know. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm hoping he turned his life around. I don't think so. That would be like a cool, and he'd be like, and then I got the base hit. Yeah, it's like he's got the it's, base but hit. it's like a movie where there was no struggle at all, and then you just succeed at the end. <laughs> Well, like his, I guess his struggling was like his performance throughout the thing, but he didn't like try, it, practice or try harder like to, his, to get his successful moment. His swing was terrible. Like yeah. it was like just like this big like loopy like golf looking baseball swing. But yeah, he made contact, just a little looper, just like between the shortstop and third baseman. It was legit. But um, who else you got? Fuck, Glory days. We gotta get some lax folks in here. Yeah, I guess. I, I, one came to mind, but I don't want to tell a story. Um, so I had a guy I played lacrosse with who was... Um, it's my turn. <laughs> you need some time to think. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Um, Unless you seriously want to go. I'm trying to think of like, someone who got arrested or something. Oh, dude, you had that guy on your lacrosse team who punched a cop! What? Yeah, dude, there was a fucking like tournament you guys had... And, like, one of the guys, I was there for some reason, like, as a little boy, like, fucking following around to, like, you when you were in high school. And and one of the dudes on your team, there were, so, like, you kind of paved the way for, like, lacrosse at our high school. But, um, 
like a lot of the guys who played with you weren't like lacrosse players necessarily. Like they were on the team. But they were like they football were, players. They were like yeah. kids who got kicked off the football team who wanted <laughs> to hit people. And I remember one dude like showed up like late to this tournament, and you guys were already kind of like short manned, and uh, you had like kind of like a, you know. Your your depth chart wasn't great, and he like shows up. He's like, "Sorry, like, I'm late. I was like out drinking last night. I punched a cop," <laughs> and I'm like in seventh grade, and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't realize kids were here." And he's like, "But yeah, this guy was fucking giving me gruff," and he's like, "Yeah," and we were drinking, and they were trying to stop us from from leaving, and I just just had to punch a cop. I want to say it was Eric, if I remember correctly. He had like a buzzed head, beard. Yeah, Eric. Yep, yeah, for sure. No shirt, just a penny on. That dude, I'm and he lit even... kids up like all like he's hung over, just committed a felony, and he's just lighting kids up all day. And I'm like, this guy's wild, man. There was definitely some <laughs> wild dudes on that lacrosse team too. Um, I'm not saying that they're good people. Well, I mean, I don't know I if he was embellishing la- played... a story if he no, ran from a cop. Knowing that guy, yeah, he definitely did all of that. Fuck, man. Um, I just remember being like eleven now? and being like. You know what the funny thing is now? Yeah. I think he went and he is, is now, a cop. <laughs> he is working in local government now. <laughs> like I'm not gonna say what small town in Illinois he's Dude, working I love at. The turnaround all these I'm, guys. I'm have. not even kidding. I'm not saying. I'm not gonna say what small town in Illinois he's working at. I know which small town in Illinois he's working at, and he is like a. He's not like a county clerk or something like that, but he's like a county clerk assistant. Yeah, that dude, he's like a uh, he's like an assistant county clerk or something now. Good for him, dude. Like when you want to talk about like, we need a stop sign at Elm Street and Oak Street. Like he's the one sitting in there like, okay, I guess we can conduct a study and see if we do need an, a stop sign at Elm Street and Oak Street. You think he's the like, yield sign is not yieldy enough. It needs to be a full stop. Something like you that. You think he's in the same county uh, with the cop he punched? Probably like a seasoned, I, I, seasoned officer at this point. No, I I know for a fact he is in the same. <laughs> I know for a fact he is in the same county. Uh, hopefully that cop's retired now. But yeah, I forgot. Hopefully all about he's okay. Show. And hopefully it didn't happen. And this guy was just trying to sound like a badass in high school. But it probably happened. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, it happened. Oh for sure. man, and those fucking kids. He was lighting up on the field that day too, dude. I want to. So I wanted to talk about this one kid. Um, not a great lacrosse player. Uh, not a bad lacrosse player. Just like kind of middle of the road. Um, and he had been fundamentals. By the time I started playing lacrosse in like fifth grade, and maybe this kid started playing in fourth grade. So I remember thinking like, man, shit, this kid's really good. But he wasn't. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was just like a really funny kid on the sideline. He like always had like good jokes and stuff like that. I mean, he would he would try hard, but not super hard. His name was Teddy. Remember that. His name was Teddy. But anyways, he wasn't on my team for like three years. And then like, you know, maybe like our eighth grade year or like seventh grade year. I don't know, just like playing rec, rec ball. This was eighth grade then. Um, I see him. I'm like, Teddy. Like, hey, how's it going, man? He goes, how come you never wrote me? I'm like, what? Like, he was like, he's doing a joke. Like, he's the notebook oh, or something okay. like that. He yeah, goes, yeah. how come you never wrote me? He's like, you never called me. You know, just like telling a joke. I just remember being that like one of the most funny, poignant things anyone had ever said to me. And like, see, I haven't seen the notebook like until that. you gave me that context. And I was just like, is this guy that sensitive? Yeah, no, he was just like, he was like, you never wrote me. Yeah. Did, did it even matter? Yeah. Did I even matter to you? Like that kind of shit. That's kind of funny. That's fuck. That is good. Um, I got one. Um, 
excellent lacrosse player, coach's son for a travel team that you played for and that I subsequently played for. Okay. Used to do tournaments down in Kentucky. Yep, tracking. Yep. Yeah. Um, great kid. Great um, uh, time all throughout uh, middle school playing with them. And then, you know, when we get to high school, we, we all play on different different travel teams. So uh, I'm in college and uh, dad texts me and he's like, he's like, Pope, Pope Beethoven. He's like, you got to get down to the Faroe field, which is like the communal uh, turf field for like uh, intramural sports and stuff. And he goes, he goes, the Mizzou Tigers are playing, uh, you know, coach's son's uh, college team. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, ah, you know what? I haven't seen him in forever. It'd be cool to like go say hi. Go say hi. Watch and and I haven't, yeah, I haven't watched the lacrosse game in in, in like a year. So like, yeah, let's go, let's go watch it. And like, you know, just give him a quick hello, whatever. I get down there. He sees me on the sidelines while he's doing warm ups, and I'm like, dude, what's up? And he says like, hi to me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the game starts, and some motherfucker next to me. Kind of sounds like me. I don't know this fucking guy. And he's got a roster of both teams. And Coach's son's doing great out there. He's, like, killing the Tigers. And this guy next to me just starts yelling, like, Coach's son, you fucking suck! <laughs> and he's just like, he's like, you can't play for shit, Coach's son! And he's just like, he's like, suck a dick, Coach's son! And then, uh, like, I don't put two and two together. But like, and the and, and coach's son's focused on the game, so he fucking's just like playing and he he's playing hard. He Dude, I you? get over there like after the game to go fucking talk to him. I haven't seen this guy. We used to be friends. We haven't yeah. seen each other in years. He's like so dismissive of me, and he's just like, "Dude, I should just get out of here." And I was just like, "Oh fuck!" And then I like put two and two together. I'm like, "Dude, that wasn't me saying that." Sh-. But it was like already too late. He's like, "Why would anybody else at this school in Missouri know my fucking name?" And he just, like, I think he still thinks that I was on the sidelines, like, hounding him. And then and then dad texts me, he goes, Popatovian, how'd the game go? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about All it. All right, so moral of the story, sit far away from people who are being Fucking assholes. Fucking don't even go. <laughs> yeah, don't even go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, but, think, I think you should get out of here, man. Yeah, dude, I felt so bad. And it wasn't even me. Send him a Christmas card. I think he still thinks it's me. I can't be like, I promise. No, at the end of the Christmas card. Someone else had a nasally voice and a roster. (laughs) It wasn't me. Tell him to listen to this episode. And then at the end, say, dude, totally wasn't me. I explained it on this episode. And now we got a new listener, maybe. Probably not. Probably not. This guy's a doctor. Oh, is he? That's (laughs) nice. Remember, he was like a whiz. I was thinking of a completely different coach's son then. But I'm not. We don't need to. We don't need to. Un- I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna. We can't. Un- no, we can't unburn this bridge, dude. It's over. And it wasn't even my fault. Isn't that wild, though? Yep. There he is. And if I didn't go to the game, if I didn't let Dad convince me to go to that game, that kid wouldn't fucking hate. Holy me. Holy shit! He did delete me on Facebook. It's all your fault, dude. It's not my fault. It's roster kids. <laughs> Son of a bitch, dude. I didn't even... It's all because dad, like, pushes all that shit. He's like, be his friend! It's like, I haven't talked to that guy in five years. And, of course, it just plays out bad. And there's... It's like a fucking sitcom episode where there's no resolution. And then I bump into that character two seasons later. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. I think we need to... We need to send him a Christmas card. Probably. 
How about listen? It wasn't Pope. It was the guy sitting near Pope. I know this is weird. He had a roster. <laughs> I swear to God. Let's grab a beer and talk about it sometime. I swear. Like, good, he had good handles, dude. He had good handles. He was incredible. He was pretty good. I mean, he, so you played on the team when he was like the youngest guy on the team. Yeah. And then I played on the team when he was the oldest guy on the team. Yeah. Because we're four years apart. So, like, we each caught him in, like, a window. A little bit of that window. Dude, I remember when I was on that team also. Ripping ducks, dude. Just ripping ducks, dude. I remember Top when shed? I was on that team, um, I was much younger than all the guys. Like, they, they brought me up just because I was, like, a... Because you had decent handles. You're yeah, fast. Yeah, I was tiny, but I was, I was sneaky. And, sneaky. and uh, you know, most of the teams you're playing against is just, like, kids just picking up the game. Yeah. There's just, like, rich kids just learning how to play. And we're, we're scrappy. We're just a bunch of pores, real Blue scrappy. Collars, yeah. yeah um but anyways um like right before they expanded and they made like a sixth grade team i was playing with all the eighth graders mm-hmm. um you know i started playing on the team when i was in fourth grade mm-hmm. and it was middle schoolers and i yeah. played from fourth grade uh fifth grade sixth grade with them and then they created a sixth grade team and then i i went to that one but like right before it i remember um we were at practice it's all eighth graders those dudes used to there were a couple dudes on the team, like, during practice, they would just light me up because I was, like, 45 pounds. Yeah, but you And like... they would literally, like, lower their head and just jack me. And I remember I'm, like, kind of dazed. And then they're, like... This explains so much. Dude, I, uh, I specifically remember a time I was definitely concussed um, when I was playing on a different travel team. And we were so good. We were undefeated in the area. They had us play a local Catholic high school team. I'm playing against a senior in fucking high school. I'm 90 pounds. This dude, like, went through me. Like, up and Like, I can yeah. still, like, have flashbacks to when my eyes just went yellow. Like, my vision went yellow. I had the yellow vision all the time. Dude, like, your head gets hit so hard, your vision goes yellow. Yeah. And I played the rest of the game, but I remember, yep. like, a personality shift <laughs> after the game. Like, I have not been the same person <laughs> since that game. That was in 8th grade. We were probably a lot better people before playing lacrosse. Before CTE? Well, what I'm saying is, like, if you look at the helmets now, they're probably, like, a lot better than the helmets we had. I was in that 90s helmet. years ago. I was in all of this, this oh, whole, the all these stories helmet. I'm telling yeah. you are, I'm in a used helmet from 1998. I took a lot of bumps in that. Play it against sports. Too. Yeah. A so, play it against sports helmet. Say, so let's say the kid that had that helmet before me was a total scrub. And, and like, dad, he dad, didn't take a lot of hits to the dome. Yeah. I took plenty of hits to the dome. So by the time that helmet got to you, it was basically glorified uh, eggshell. It was, uh. Like, bare minimum requirements. Bare minimum requirements. But I just remember Dad being like, you got a perfectly good helmet when you should be like, my son's playing a contact sport, he's the smallest guy on the team, let's get him a state-of-the-art, like, uh, dome protection. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I legitimately, I left that game after I got lit up, it was raining, and I, like, got lit up, and I land in the mud, and I, like, come back to consciousness, and, like, there's a ground ball, and I'm, like, throwing ice picks, like, trying to... Trying to get this ground ball. And uh, I remember after the game, dad goes, uh, do you remember what happened with, you know, other coaches, son? And I was like, what happened to him? And he goes, you passed to him and he scored. You got an assist. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I remember I had an assist. And when we got home, uh, two parents had left messages and they're like, Pope was acting weird after the game. You should, like, see if he's concussed or something. And I just told mom and dad, I'm fine, I'm fine. And I went to bed. And you went, <laughs> you, slept, you slept a real long time. Yeah, that was a fucking log. Dude, what if this 
most of my last 11 years of life has been living in like a state of denial and like my mind creating stuff because you've been in a coma since that day. Dude, I think about that all the time if I'm in some kind of purgatory or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. your whole life is created. My whole life is created whatever, because you went into a coma that day. You're saying you're a figment of my imagination? And I'm a figment of your imagination. The only reason, I because I've had this argument, everybody's had this thought before. I am not smart enough to come up with half the stuff that exists in my current reality. But think about if your current reality was actual reality, it would be twice as good then. You know what I mean? It'd be twice as different as it is now. The real world... Do you think it'd be even cooler because there'd be some real shit that smart people are coming up with? Exactly. I'm saying that right now, you're stuck in whatever Pope Calhoun land is. Okay, when I'm driving, you don't to, when I'm driving to work... Yeah. Uh, if I'm this, uh, the, the the reason this universe exists. Sure. Yeah. When I'm driving to work and I pass your place of business and I see your car, I know you're in there. But is that just my mind just telling me? Or do you, as a, a figment of my reality, are you not actually going to work? I, so for you, it would be in your reality, I wake up and go to work every day because I am a being in your reality. I'm saying it's more like in early, like early video. No, no, no. Remember in like early video games where there's uh, areas that don't load. So like I am, my reality is just only like it, stuff within my direct. Well, it's Grand Theft Auto does that too. Grand Theft Auto only loads two blocks ahead and two exactly. Blocks so I'm saying I need you to left. convince me that you are living a life outside of my load zone. That that is a proof that we're not in some simulation by my own design or some some dream by my own uh medically induced coma but what i'm saying is this reality that we're 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 living in right now could be my reality because you went into a coma that day 11 years 15 years ago whenever it was so you're in denial i'm in denial super denial it's possible this is the good captain's super denial land sometimes so, like, I was at, like, real low points in my life, and, you know, like, I, I didn't know what the future hold. And sometimes I think, like, right now I'm in, like, heaven or something. You think so? Sometimes. Well, that's cool that you sometimes, think Sometimes, like, like I, good. Things have been getting better and better and better, and sometimes I'm like, is this what my ultimate reality would be like? Hmm. It's kind of morbid, but it's also just, like... I mean, dude, the sky's the limit for you. So, so like, for you too, dude. Oh my gosh, I barely got like a middle middle sky limit. You've got real sky limit. You know what I mean? No, I don't. I got like, I'm talking you stratosphere, me, something between the stratosphere and the like, ground. Me electrician, you hitting a game winning hit and getting Burger King after. Yeah. Okay. Let's stick with that. Okay. Let's stick with that. Cool. So that was my topic. I know you got another good one to get into. Yeah. That's so, kind of fun. That's a good one. Cool. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. I actually really like that topic, and I'll brainstorm more, uh, like dudes from our sports teams growing up, because you lose touch with those guys after a season. Uh true. Like yeah. you play, you play community baseball league. You're not playing with the same kids every single time. You know, and we played years of that. I have hundreds of the stories if I actually sat down and tried to remember who I was on teams with. Um. Oh, dude, this is, you're going to love this. I was driving down Wright Street the other day, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I had to do a triple take. Uh, there's one light on Wright Street. Um, there's like a bunch of roundabouts. I guess two two lights. 
uh, three roundabouts, two lights, four roundabouts, two lights, and, and it goes from Walmart to Lake Superior. Right Street does. Uh, Target to Lake Superior. Oh, you go, the last roundabout leads you to Walmart. Okay. So, like, it dead ends at the roundabout to Walmart. So, Walmart to Lake Superior. So, I'm coming up past the graveyard. And oncoming traffic, only other... Catholic graveyard, huge. It's a massive graveyard. Yeah, acres. Yeah. Many. Many. Yeah. Big business. A lot of dead Catholics up here, apparently. Yeah. Flowers. Keeping florists in business, this place. Mm -hmm. Only oncoming car. Middle of the day. Should be busy. Subaru Outback. Not that wild of a sight up here. A lot of Subarus, four-wheel drive, reliable cars. White, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, Outback. Okay. Hood is painted as the Confederate flag. And a Japanese On car. On a Japanese car, dude. Okay. The fucking General Re. <laughs> but I'm just like, what guy That's is like, America test. used to be fucking great, but those Japanese are great engineers. I'll tell you what. <laughs> America used to be a place where a man could, like, raise a family and do what you want, but you know where else is Okinawa, Japan? I'm not buying an American car till we go back to the old ways. I tell you what, uh, a place that figured out... The South will rise again, and also the Japanese are doing really swell things over I tell there. you what, if you look at Toyota's lifetime limited warranty, that is a true accomplishment. All I care about is American values, and I kind of forget about Pearl Harbor because the Japanese, they just make such a good vehicle. I tell you what, sometimes <laughs> I think about my grandpappy who lost, you know, one of his eyes fighting on Iwo Jima. <laughs> But then I also think about the sweet, sweet Subaru double clutch mentality that you don't even need to push the clutch in if you shift at the right RPM. Are you know what I'm saying? Look, I think about they that. They pretty much, from what I've gathered, are only making cars in union states. It's like, sir, you live in Michigan. And he's just like, don't fucking come at me, okay? I didn't pick the rules. You know what? I like kissing my sister, and I like kissing geishas. Call me, call me right, wrong, and different, but don't call me. Just call anything. me senpai. Call me senpai. Call me senpai. Yeah, dude. Call me anything, but late for the revolution. Oh man, dude, isn't that just wild? Um, what I I just want to know one: Does this gentleman know that? Michigan fought for the North during the Civil War. Two, does this gentleman That's what I'm saying. He is driving a Japanese car. Three. In, in the northernmost part of the fucking Union. Yeah. Man. Wow. Um. Do you think this is a joke? Like, he's got a, it's like a joke Confederate flag? Dude, it was so well done. Like, there, he spent hundreds of dollars. If this is a joke, imagine trying to explain that every time you, like, stop. He was driving towards college campus, arguably the most progressive place up here. Uh, most progressive place outside of Ann Arbor, probably, in the state of Michigan. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's driving to the most, through the most progressive place, obviously trying to make some kind of statement, or maybe he's just going home, but like, what the fuck, dude? I don't know. I've seen, I've seen a lot of Confederate flags flying up here, houses, yeah. and it bothers me in the sense that like, guys, guys, Michigan, Michigan held Little Round Top at the Battle of Gettysburg. Yes. And, and like, literally the Battle of Gettysburg... Could have been lost if it was not for the state of Michigan and Battle of Gettysburg turned the tide of the Civil War. Right. So, like, literally Michigan at the most focal center point at the Battle of Gettysburg 
and yet you got people flying the damn Confederate flag up here. It's fucking wild, dude. It's my heritage. Actually, no, it's not. N- not at all, dude. <laughs> it's not your heritage. No! Oh, my God. Plus, it's you're ridiculous. in fucking Michigan. Why That's are you driving it. a Subaru? Oh, my God. That's So, I will say there are two kinds of Upers. There are truck-driving Upers, and there are Subaru-driving Upers. And they are... Environmentalists in their own are, rights. They are both, both of them. Both Upers, both environmentalists both conservationalists in their own respective areas i suppose really but cool. they are both absolutely upers at the end of the day yeah for sure yeah. and that's that's the balance up here tree huggers and lumberjacks biologists and deer hunters right, right? and they're both equally uper and they're both equally opposite i suppose yeah. deer hunters and tree huggers dude yeah but it's just wild. I saw that and I was like, I have to tell you because you're going to realize the irony oh God, immediately. So ridiculous. Yeah, dude. So ridiculous. This is absurd. I had to do a double take. I almost like was late for work because I wanted to tail this this guy. Dude. Or gal. I didn't even get to look at the driver. Can you imagine if it's just like some sturdy gal up here? Sturdy. Brick shithouse gal. <laughs> oh, man. The worst big ass truck I've seen is an Ishpeming. I okay. Don't, I don't know if we should keep this in here. Uh, I could just don't even say it. Tell me off air. Say it. So it's a, it's a Chevy, like twenty five hundred diesel truck, and it's got those big mirrors that are huge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those the, big the, mirrors. They're the like tow, towing mirrors. Yeah, towing like, mirrors. You got a trailer behind you, and it says, "My mirrors pull out, but I don't." And this is this is his entire back windshield. Says does, this. does he just have also on the back windshield one of those stick figure families, but it's just got like a hundred kids? No. Oh. That would be kind of funny, though. Because he did, he doesn't pull out. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, that was, like, his entire back windshield is that statement. Imagine paying, like, $400 for that. Well, I'm saying, imagine a that back vinyl windshield wrap. you can't see out because that is what you have. Well, don't they paint back windshield ones? Like, when people got the fucking bald eagle back windshield. Like, uh, that's don't, just a don't new, they do, like, just a new uh, windshield you buy. But don't they do it as stipleism? Or stipling? Don't they do it as stipling? Kind of deal. Stipling, uh, so you can see through it. Um, yeah, but that's um, so like you get like jegs.com or whatever, or yeah. like Summit Racing, like you can just order a new back windshield for those kind of trucks. All right, what you got? Um, so like I gotta get a new license soon. Driver's license, yeah. Marriage license, because like uh, I haven't gotten Hunting one license since COVID. I haven't got one with my current address. Okay. So like I'm almost you know eight months behind. So I, I got to get a new you're license. Renew at your current place though. I mean you got to. It's looking that way. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. But um. To be. Yeah. But um. MQT for another year. Not bad. I've always had the thought that uh, you know they just ask you your height and weight. When you get there, yeah. and your eye color, like all that stuff, I was thinking about pumping my stats. I okay. want to know if you think that's fraud. Like, is that a criminal offense to be like, nah, six three, nah, so, six four? All I'm gonna say is, if you say six three, six four, whatever, and you go get pulled over and you give that driver's license to a police officer, you're like, I need you to step out of this vehicle. Yeah, be like, you ain't six three. Let me let me check. Like, that is clearly me. That is my license. That is everything. Yeah, pump your stats, dude. Pump this shit up. Like I'm saying, do you think that it? you could be charged with fraud? Because they don't verify. It's not like now go to the tape measure. You know what I mean? I think that probably eye color, like that'd be falsification yeah. of identification. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother with that. 
But if anything, like you pump your stats and your height. Yeah, just like six then, four one thirty five. When you go to prison for something someday, and they're like, "Well, let's also get him for falsification of identification." You know? Yeah. Um, be like, "Now nah, I shrunk in prison because you're not feeding me good food." Stress, my bad. Yeah, my I'm my di- I got some compacted like. discs. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like in the last dick. year, you turned twenty six and you grew three inches. And I'd be like, "Yep, yep." Vitamins. Show did. Yep. Show enough. Flintstones. Um, chewables what do you think your prison nickname would be oof this is a good i like this yeah uh probably like uh gringo or like uh, are you gonna be part of a latino gang no but like you know how you're kind of cordoned off by race like you kind of like line up with your race when you get in there um i i think many do yeah so i think like I would, you know, be called, like, Whitey or, like, Gringo. Okay. You know what I mean? Because uh, from every, like, 60 days in show I've seen, you and I would stick out, like, a sore thumb in uh, jail. Why do you think that is? We're not the uh, archetype for uh, repeat offenders. Okay. And we'd probably have some charge for some crime they uh, aren't used to hearing. Okay, like um, laundering money. Yeah, we talked about laundering money in the last yeah. episode. Okay, through your pizza business. Through my pizza business. Yeah, like, uh, and they'd be like, I just, I just think we'd get, um, we'd have to earn our respect, kind of deal, which okay. is probably universal. But I just you got to you got to try to fight the biggest guy in there. Yeah, I don't think um, I uh, talk the same as most. Like uh, all the all my all my. Uh, you know, classmates who, who did a stint, you know? Yeah. Uh, they they uh, had a lot more colorful language than I did. Like Adam. And... Yeah! No, Adam's great. I don't think he ever went to jail. No, but I've seen Adam, he's really good at the colorful language. Yeah, he was flowery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, especially for, like, a 10-year-old. But, um... Yeah. And, um, I think I would... I'd be off-putting to, to people in jail. Okay. I think they'd single me out and be like, Yo, I don't like how he talks, man. Like, yo, what's up with Gringo over there? He crazy. Yo, why does he fucking talk like that? He's a fucking narc. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, you wouldn't be a narc though, right? No, of course so not. So what I'm saying, you go to prison, be open and honest with your communication, okay? You gotta they learn don't care. your fellow prisoners. They think you're fucking lying. Learn your fellow prisoners' they just love watch you. languages, okay? Their love languages. Mm-hmm. Is it words of affirmation? If it's saying, Hector, okay, I am not a narc. Hector, I'm hearing you. Hector, I understand that you believe us to be having a disagreement. But Hector, I want to let you know, I trust you. Yeah. I trust you, Hector. You know? Yeah. Is it gifts? Yeah. Is it like, do you need to give Hector like a pack of smokes? And then yeah. like Hector's going to be your buddy. No, 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 no. Because yeah, that's, how you, no, noodles, no, that's how they, no, that's how they take advantage of you. As soon as you start fucking giving them commissary and shit, they're like, oh, this guy, I can take advantage of this guy. When you and you're leave, like, hey, uh, Bones, can I, um, uh, actually, I was going to eat those ramen noodles. And he's just like, these are my ramen noodles. No, but I'm saying if, if that is Bones' love you language. You gave me ramen noodles last week. Why can't I have them now? If that ramen noodle is Bones' love language, and that's what it needs for you to connect with Bones, if you need to give him that pack of noodles, by golly, how much does your relationship with Bones mean to you when you're inside? These 20 years Apparently you're doing? all of your... Oh, the 20 what, years you're doing? What, what felony did I get 20 years for? I don't know. You tell me. What? 
I don't know. You're the judge. What, are, what am I? What am I up against? What are you getting twenty years for? I think you probably got twenty non-concurrent one-year counts <laughs> against you. Yeah. Yeah, you got really boned. Yeah. Bad lawyer. Yeah. A- awful plea deal. I think my um, my prison name is gonna be Chi-Chi. Why Chi-Chi? Because I'm the life of the party, dude. Okay. Tell me that a guy named Chi-Chi in prison wouldn't be the life of the damn party. You'd be there playing cards, playing checkers, some What shit is the like life that. of the party in prison, though? Like, the guy What's who's, that? like, uh, taking tampons from uh, commissary and, like, rolling them up with stuff you guys can smoke? No. No, I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, you use the tampon applicator and you could smoke stuff out of it. What? Yeah, dude. You've been watching these prison shows? I would be so shows, bad at prison. These lady prison shows? Really? Is that what, they're, what they're, is doing, they're doing? Yeah. Those, I feel like those applicators are dude, probably plastic or jails, cardboard. Some probably of these plastic jails, or cardboard. Can, these people be. can buy vapes. Really? Is that wild? Just getting these people. That jail doesn't sound so bad. No, that that jail doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, that doesn't sound so bad. You just be reading the whole time. Especially like if I'm Chi Chi, I'm Chi the vape guy, and Eat like I'm just like food. I'm mixing up juices for people, you know. What does mixing up juices mean? Mixing up vape juices. Well, you're just, oh, vape well, juices. Well, I'm just like yeah, hey. Like, I didn't know if you were just like I'm, I'm the not... life of the party. I make the pruno. Like well, what? That is probably it's it's legal. And I'm already in jail. I'm trying to get out of jail. So I'm just saying, like, I'm You're not people. the life of the party if you're not making the pruno, if you're not okay. drinking the pruno. Maybe I'd make a little bit of pruno Because that's side. the party. It is, yeah. But anyway, so, like, I'm getting in good with the guards. And I'm like, hey, if you could get me a couple extra ketchup packets, I could make a little extra side pruno and cut you in. Next thing you know, guards are giving me smokes. Guards I guarantee no guard would ever pruno. want anything to do with pruno. Because they can just uh, clock out and go buy... Any liquor they want. They could, but I'm saying I could have some side cheddar flowing there. Ketchup way. liquor? Well, ketchup and fruit cup liquor. Because the ketchup yeah, has I know. I think you're is just going to let the fruit ferment. The ketchup has the, High the sugar. Syrup. Yeah. The sugar in it. And then you'd use the bread to get the yeast residual from the bread yes. as the active yeast agent in the pruno. Yeah, to make the hooch. What I'm saying is, I'm so happy that. Nat Geo and Discovery Channel taught us how to make Pruno. Yeah. Like, multiple times over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little baby Pruno, they call it. Yeah, my favorite was, like, how they would light their cigarettes and stuff. Oh, my God. Where they would take the wire and they'd run it through the electricity and they'd, they'd spark the wire and stick That was a good a one. Cigarette or, up um... It's crazy. They'd take, like, a, like a D battery and, um run a piece of tin foil across it the two tips so yeah. it gets like real hot real hot yeah, and then like light it up like that you know what those d batteries probably really good for putting in a sock and beating the hell out of someone with they help yeah especially when they're dead it's like a second they got a second life yeah so like you you bludgeoning you you light so many hand-rolled prison cigarettes with this d battery that it becomes dead mm-hmm. and now you just put it in a sock and now it's a war club yeah Chi Chi like, and uh, Gringo. It's like even more Take lethal on America. than um, Full Metal Jacket. Like when they had the soap in the South. Mm-hmm. Well, Man, beginning. they're so... You know, necessity is the mother of invention. Hell yeah. It really is, you know? You, you when you need that? something to bludgeon someone with, it's like, well, all I got is socks and batteries. What if... So, like, I don't, you know how checkers is allowed in prison? Like the uh, the race car themed dining restaurant, like rally slash checkers. Yeah, I'm talking about checkers the board. Game. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. 
So what if you took the checkerboard, you fold it in half, so it's like a little rectangle. You put that inside of a sock, right? You just really stretch that sock out, and now you're whipping that thing around, and it's like a big like knife almost. Like the, the edge of that checkerboard is super sharp. I don't you know? think so. It's if just you, cardboard. If you, if you let me hit you in the head with the side of a checkerboard right now. I'm not saying it feel great. I'm just I'm saying, saying I wouldn't be... have the slicing power of a knife. But Especially when cut, when sheathed, when sheathed by a tube sock. I'm saying like you got it like some heavy stuff in there. You got kind of weighted in the middle. So it's just cutting through the air. You could probably practice inside. You, the thing about jails, you have you a got ton unlimited of time. unlimited practice but time with your like, weapons. You know, unlimited practice time. You, I feel like the other eighty people in your block would be like, "Hey, who's that dude swinging around man, that cardboard man, sock all day?" She cheats through a lot of yeah. weird. Just is that ninja practice? Yeah, they'd the, be like, "Yeah, we should probably jump him and teach him to not be swinging around that cardboard sock." Well, next thing you know, you cut two dudes' heads off with the checkerboard. You're the king of the block. Yeah, until they add 50 years to your sentence and put you in solitary. So that's the thing. is like, <laughs> if, if you have, like, under three years on your sentence, be super good and get out of there as fast, you know, probably do half your time. If you have a life sentence, you do you. You're just, just going to end do, up in solitary. Just do you. You're just going to end up in Well, solitary is probably not that bad. You probably go insane pretty quick. They still got to bring you books and stuff, probably. They don't have to do anything. Well, if you're, if it's you're not like you're talking. Nice. To, it's not like you're talking to anybody besides the CEOs. Yeah. People tell me you have to. You're better off just, you know, earning your respect through time. You know, waiting out the period where you're the new guy in Gen Pop, and then just like, you know, eventually there will be a new new guy that they're skeptical of. You make it into your first six months, and everyone's like, ah, he's all right. You know, he does his own thing. Never step on anybody's toes. Eventually, find some friends. And then, uh, you know, write out your sentence with your boys. And then you get to be, like, uh, you know, like, the, the, the sen- senior in there talking about, like, the good old days and all the stuff you and your boys used to pull. And, uh, yeah. Like when Chi-Chi was the life you of the You got respect to the point where, like, no one would, anyone who jumps you would get their ass beat. It's You really just got to ride out the first couple months where you're the new guy and wait for the next new guy. Mm-hmm. Which would probably be just in a matter of days. Very possible. Yeah. Just keep to yourself until you eventually do something nice for someone and then make make some make some homies. Well, it seems the departed fam- families are always rising and falling in America. I think uh, it was um, uh, therapy only doesn't work on the Irish. That was also said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that, Michigander of the week, <laughs> Michigander of the week, you got it. So the Michigander of the week, I want to nominate Bob Seger. Bob Seger. Bob freaking Seger. Woo! I um I did note in Grand Theft Auto Five, they have a couple Bob Seger songs it's on the radio. Song. It's great, a great song. I'm just saying, I I would love to see Bob Seger's face when his like agents like, hey Bob, I got a new opportunity for you. He goes, oh what's that? And they go, Grand Theft Auto Five wants some of your music, and he's just like, do it. Hell yeah. Do it. Yeah. Put some night moves on there. Yeah, teach some kids about the night moves. Yeah. That was great. Great song. It's my favorite song. Man. I'll just play a little bit right here. I always say I'm gonna, and then I'm like, ah, that one actually probably is copyright. Yeah, it's copyright. I'm gonna do it now. Night moves. I'm
with that, you got any plugs? Pope. At Keys on Twine on Twitter. Keys on Twine at gmail.com. Uh, for any topic ideas or just a general fan Whoever the questions. kind stranger was who left us a Apple review. That's very nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. Or Keep ava- leaving them. Available on Apple um, Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So, I don't know. Send it to your friends if you feel like it. I'm not a crook. Listen to some Bob Seger. And, um, hey, reach out to your uh, elementary school at uh, former teammates. Yeah, see how they're doing. Unburn some bridges. We'll burn that bridge when we come to it. Next week. Rolling out the courthouse. Friday night. X got the kids, and that's all right. Corner store, a sixer, tequila, and a lime. Gonna kick my feet up. Keys on twine. Listening to the Keys on Twine podcast with your hosts, Pope Calhoun and the Good Captain. That's a wrap. <laughs>